allegedly broke up my marriage. You're an awful person. You're 24 years old. Why would I listen to you? Why would you be giving therapy and advice to people who clearly need it? It doesn't make any sense, Ari. This is a horrible idea. You're listening to you're listening to unlicensed, 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 unlicensed therapy with Ari Mendes. So I noticed you've been uh, bringing your guitar on stage with you. That's pretty <laughs> lame, huh? Really lame. It's like, why don't you do stand-up, man? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, you know why I appreciate that a lot? Because as a comic, like one of the things that as a comic you have to know that if you tell another comic <laughs> something that bothers you or like something that you you haven't said really said out loud before, they're going to bring it up. You did it almost immediately. <laughs> Literally the yeah, first yeah. <laughs> You Okay. It was a bold move yeah. and I went with it. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. As somebody who has three older brothers. I'm I, the oldest. You are. Okay. Yeah. So I grew up thinking and knowing, and also I grew up on the East Coast. So like, if people didn't fuck with you, they didn't like you. <laughs> That's the way it always was for True. me. Like, like if nobody was teasing you or nobody was making fun of you, that means they didn't care. And indifference was the worst. So if you were getting fucked with in a certain way, People liked you. <laughs> yeah. So I, like that, I appreciated that so much. So upstairs, I had noticed a couple of guitars on your wall. I, you said, I'm not that good. Anybody who hangs their guitars is better than I am. Okay, anybody who hangs their guitars, you hang them. That's purely a piece to get women to be into me. No. That's purely, I have guitars on the wall. It's cool. It's like an insecurity type yeah. of piece. I, here's what it is. You hang them on the wall. So people see them. So people say, do you play? And you go, nah, not really. And you're like, well, we play a little bit. Okay, but I'm not that good. <laughs> and then because you have options, you have the acoustic and the electric, right? So so it's that, okay, I'm not that good. What song do you want to hear? <laughs> right? So don't. No, I'm the type, when a girl says, play something for me, I go, yeah. you got to earn that. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I'm looking at you right now. You don't make a woman earn anything. <laughs> if they're back at your house, you're juggling. You have to give them the $100 you promised them. Like you, the whole thing. How did has, you know I do that? <laughs> $100, you don't come back to my apartment with me. Um, so I had mentioned that recently I had started bringing my guitar on the road. And, I, and that I had fought it for a long time. Be, and I'm not a good guitar player, but I've always, you know, like uh, some things you stumble on that you're decent at. Yeah. Right. And you're like, oh, okay. yeah, you always mess around with. Yeah. It. And I've always been able to either write a good parody. Even when I was a kid, I liked writing parodies or or a funny little song. And but I had always not brought my guitar on stage and I'm not a good guitar player. But and I asked you first, I said, why do you think I never play guitar? And you knew right away. You basically said, yeah, are you scared that other comics are going to make fun of you? <laughs> and I said, yeah, we have a tiny community filled with assholes. Yeah. and Everyone loves to talk shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Dude, they'll talk shit about your hat. I'm sure I they mean, have. why would you wear that? I'm sure it's they It's so ha- colorful. I'm, sh- I'm, sure my, I'm sure people have no, talked no one, to you. No one's talking <laughs> about that. But, like, uh, I, I really wanted to start 
playing guitar. And eventually I played it a little bit. And one of the audience members pointed out to me after in a meet and greet because they said, why I've seen you a bunch of times. Why haven't you ever played guitar before? And I said, yeah, we're in a tiny community and other comics. And they were like, yeah, but they're not coming to your show. I am. Yeah. And and as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, yeah. So I do like an hour of stand up. Anybody who's seen me knows that I don't I'm not a guitar. Right. Comic. But it's part of the show. And my show is also I don't do politics. I don't do social issues. It really it, my show is just like I tell everybody. You're that, boring, is what you're saying. Yes, super yeah. boring. <laughs> I tell everybody at the top of my show. I hope you didn't come here to learn anything tonight. <laughs> it's not that type of show. We're gonna have silly, ridiculous no, I, fun. I think uh, I personally, <laughs> I'm a fan of. Uh, I love Flight of the Concords. Yeah. I loved when Dane Cook used to bring out his guitar on stage. Sandler. I like Dimitri Martin. I like Sandler. Um, I'm Stephen Lynch. I yes. love. Yes. So I'm a fan. I do kind of get. The the shtick of comedians making fun of guitar players because for some reason when I see it at open mics and it's not good it throws me the wrong way. But you've bad music comedy is bad. It's so cheesy. Bad. Yeah, when you watch bad music comedy, you're bad. just like yuck. That's why I always do it at the end of my act. <laughs> I bring the guitar up, I lean it against the back of the wall, and I don't talk about it. <laughs> I I earn the respect of the people because I know and I do ask a lot of times hey, when I bring the guitar out. Hey, when I brought this guitar on stage, how many of you are like, oh, this motherfucker? I always thought it would be fun to bring a guitar with me on stage every time, but then never touch it. I like just that. leave it there. Yeah. Every single time. I've done that before. <laughs> I've done you that. You forgot you put it there and then you just do your stand up. Uh, yeah, like, oh, I'm out of time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank you for coming. Oh, the uh, I, next time. Come back next time. Yeah, come back to the next show. Yeah, a little I, teaser. Now, sometimes, man, I've had clubs call me in a night early and they say, hey, will you do a late show, just guitar? Do the opposite of what you do. Do an hour guitar on the stool. And, and just, you're like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like my stand up, yeah. you mother. But, but, but I have people come to that Wednesday night show. And then come to the Thursday night show. Oh, then they can see two shows. Two yeah, different yeah. shows. Yeah, and I think, like you said, you've you've earned the right as a stand-up comedian to play guitar without someone going, oh, Josh Wolf, he's that guitar guy. You know, it's yeah. like you've done, look, just Google your name. There's hours and hours of yeah. stand-up on the internet. Yeah, I, 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 I think I've proven that I don't just do guitar, but I'll tell you something, it's my favorite part of my act. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to mix it up sometimes. So Mus- much Music fun. is nice. You know what I do? Moving. You know Sandy Danto. Yeah, I love so Sandy. So Sandy comes on the road with me. Uh-huh. And so what we've started doing is the first, he'll introduce me, because a lot of times I'll just say two-man show, mm-hmm. just me and Sandy. Save the money. And it's, and I know I, I, I give Sandy the extra money. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, Save yeah. the, yeah. So, and so, and so he'll, he'll introduce me, and we do five minutes of me punching up his set. I go and I go try this line and I'll go to the or we'll just fuck around and we yeah. do five minutes of just improv and he's great at that kind of stuff so good at it and we'll do five minutes of just improv and you know what it's it's really for me and him just but to have it's fun for you and him but it's also fun because it gets the audience kind of just like they're friends with you dude as opposed to watching oh Josh Wolf they go oh look at Josh Wolf's our buddy look at him he's Goofing around. Can I tell you something, man? We know what changed my career recently. I had plateaued really as st- doing stand up, and as far as people coming to see my shows, 
And um, what do you call it where you just never even get off your the career? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You call it? I think they call it the Ari. Yeah, the Ari. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I about four years ago, I decided I was going to get on stage and tell my stories and my jokes, and talk to the people in the audience like like they were my buddies. Just I'm going to go. You know, I'm going to change my perspective. And I've always kind of done it, but I did was really specific in my brain. I want to be friends with everyone here. Everyone in this crowd, I am. I'm talking to you like I would tell a story to my best friend. It changed. It, it changed the entire. Tra- Big change of the game. Yeah, man. Because That's awesome. It was such a small little thing, but like I always make sure because that's really my vibe. My vibe is, hey, we're buddies, and we're just yeah. That's how I go about yeah, you're my a friendly life. Human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really wanted, and dude, it was like it's the best thing I ever did. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was the best thing. Now I think you should go on stage dressed like your your dress right now. I have once or twice. It's scary each yeah, time, yeah. but it's just a little. What's test. the scary? I've never part? like featured in front of a, like a big crowd like this. But I've done like shitty shows around town. Like if someone asked me to do a bar show on a summer a summer evening that's yeah. hot and I don't care about the show, I'll definitely show up like this and go up like this. You should go tank top. <laughs> yeah. You should go to those shorts, those shoes, tank top. And just like a tank top that has a surfboard on it. Something like that. Really summery. Yeah. I think, you know, there's this stigma of comedians can't wear shorts. And I follow it. Because mm-hmm. I'm a pussy, yeah, and I don't wear shorts when I go on stage in yeah. front of a good show. But I don't agree with it. You shorts don't? Are com- no, shorts are comfortable. Why not be comfortable on stage? Wear shorts. Humans wear shorts if on a hot summer night. If you're you're from Florida, right? No, I'm from Massachusetts. I, that's right. You just assumed I was from. Florida. No, you know what it was? I saw you were playing Florida <laughs> on your website. You're playing West. I was looking yes. at West Palm yeah, Beach. Yeah. That's why I did that. Sorry, um, but Florida really hot, yeah. humid summer. It sucks wearing pants. In Florida. Yeah, but but the thing about Florida inside is that for whatever reason, places like Florida, Texas, Arizona, they haven't quite figured out the right balance. It's 120 outside. And then freezing. You got to wear your fucking sweat. (laughs) You see people come to shows with sweaters in Texas in the summer because they know for whatever reason they set the temperature inside at 60. Super cold, yeah. It makes no sense to me. That's true. I, I, I will tell you, though, as a rule, I don't wear shorts, but as a bigger rule, I don't think grownups, when they go out at night, should wear wear shorts. shorts. I saw Sebastian talking about it last night, and I was sitting in the back like, I've said this my entire (laughs) fucking life. If you're you're going out as a grown man, and and your girl wants to wear shorts, that's cool. You're wearing pants, man. It's nighttime. I'm from San Diego. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're beachy. I wear flip-flops. I wear shorts. I just... I don't own a pair of flip flops or shorts. I get it. Like the Sebastian bit's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. I get it. Yeah, I don't wear shorts on stage. I I conform to the rules created by the unofficial stand up community. Yeah, but I don't agree with it. What do you think the top three unwritten rule as a comic like that are? Okay, so no shorts. No shorts on stage. I on think stage, is yeah. a big. That's a one. big one. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I I. I Okay, so we we should be more specific. So, like for a headlining comic, is that what we're talking about? Well, does it is are there differences differences in rules between headliners and features? Well, I think or openers. Open. I guess uh, openers aren't supposed to do crowd work. Yeah, too, and, or at least not too and, much. And, yeah. oh, but I, I would think open micers. To me, the one great thing about an open mic, 
is no rules. Is if right. you're an open micer. Yeah, you could go up there and do anything. Be, and, and you should, by the way, because you I agree be, you yeah. should. But I've gotten into. I've went up there trying some offensive jokes. Yeah. And people have still gotten mad at me. And I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to say the N-word. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> in blackface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not in blackface. I'm dressed as Ted Danson in blackface. <laughs> so it's not really yeah, me. It's, in black- <laughs> it's me doing an impression of Ted Danson in blackface. I, 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 you know what's interesting? I think the open micers, I, there's, that's the part of the open mic that I miss the most. You could still do them. If Josh Wolf went did Omex, people would get stoked. Yeah, but I can't I really do whatever. The thing right, about the, that's true. Yeah, the you can't. Freedom yeah, the freedom's gone. Of doing whatever that's true. the They'd fuck. be like, Josh Wolf showed up to the open <laughs> mic in blackface. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would You're go like, over. I thought it was an open <laughs> mic. <laughs> oh, this is where I'm supposed to do this stuff. <laughs> I, I Okay, unwritten rule for sure, no shorts. Yeah. I would say this as an unwritten rule also as a as a, as a well maybe not. So I I've always thought this that as a as a as a headliner if you really want to keep control of your crowd an unwritten rule is you never do a shot on stage. Interesting. And I'll tell you why for me. Yeah. Be unless it's at the end of the show. Okay. With the crowd. You do a shot at the top of the show. And I learned this early on. <laughs> they're gonna keep coming. They're gonna oh, keep. Oh, I see what you're saying. They're gonna keep coming. And try not doing a shot that the crowd brings sends. Oh up the, yeah, they're gonna boo you. The you can't go on with your set because it's gonna be like, do the shot, you pussy. <laughs> Shoot the bucket. Do the shot. I threw up on stage in Baton Rouge. Okay. <laughs> so they they sent up. I used to drink Jägermeister or what are those. What's the Jägermeister and Red Jager Bull? Bombs. I used to drink those all uh-huh. just nonstop. So and I don't I don't drink anymore as a rule just because I make bad life decisions. Oh, you're completely sober. Or I, off I, drinking. Yeah, I smoke weed yeah, all day. Right, every day. Right, right, right. But I just make bad like anything that I can think of in my life where I'm like, man, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I was drunk. Like yeah. all the bad decisions in my life, probably right before I said that, right before I did it. I said something like, hey, hold my beer. <laughs> as soon as you say, hold my beer, something bad. Right. July 5th on YouTube is filled with videos <laughs> of dudes bad. who just said, hold my beer. <laughs> July 5th is the best day of the year to be on YouTube because of the firework incidents. Dude, oh, yeah. The firecracker shit. People get injured. And A lot of injuries on July 4th. And tell me what the demo if you if you turn it on, you're like, who are you expecting to see in that video? What's he gonna look like? Bros. Bros. Yeah. Bros. Eighteen to twenty-five ish. Yeah. yeah, white. I'm picturing white guys. Hundred percent white. Never yeah. a black guy doing a yeah. firework. The best ones to me are either the young bros or like the fifty-year-old guys who are trying <laughs> to be bros. I saw one where this people dude- People are hanging on to their bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, dude, uh, you're a dad. Yeah, why it's is that like, firecracker you work in your in ass a, crack? You work in an office and you're a dad. Maybe <laughs> ditch the backwards hat. Maybe ditch the fireworks this year. There shouldn't be a bottle rocket in your <laughs> belly button, Jethro. Do you know what I mean? Like, this is not a good Jethro, look. Jethro, where's that name from? Jethro, I believe, is from the Southeast. Southeast. I don't know any Jethros. Do you you know don't know any? a Jethro? I don't know any personally. 
I don't know any personally. Oh, you don't. Know. I'm You're glad. Not with Jeff. I, I'm happy that I don't know any personally. <laughs> I think if I knew, ah, do I know any personally? My wife's from Louisiana, so I may. I'm sure Theo. Does knows she have a Louisiana accent? <sighs> Depends how mad she gets. <laughs> it comes out. Yeah. Yeah, in yeah, certain words. And we got married in Louisiana, and um, she's from a small town in Louisiana. And I go, we get married in your town? And I, she, this is a great question. She goes, how many Jews are coming? And I go, 50? She goes, no, we should go to New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> 50 Jews in that town, not a good move. Dude, I always forget that you're Jewish. You yeah. got so lucky 100%. that you don't look Jewish. Yeah, I feel so like lucky. I, I dodged the Jew. But yeah. here's what I think about Jews. Jews look okay until one day we don't. Like your whole face just goes blah. Like <laughs> then you just look old. Yeah, yeah. It's you like, don't look old though. Same with Asian people. Have you ever looked Jewish? Did you ever go through a phase in your life where people are no said you look? Nobody's Jewish? ever guessed Jewish, which is why in in the South, and not just in the South, I should say basically everywhere, people don't think I'm Jewish. So I hear a lot of Jew jokes. Right. You know what I mean, dude? I'm people know I'm Jewish, and I still hear a lot of Jew jokes. To your face? Oh yeah. What's the what's the what? Can you think of one that was borderline? You were like, I can't believe this dude's saying this. Almost every time. Uh, I can't think of the exact joke, but it's you know it's always like Nazi jokes and killing Jews. But it's because they know the joke. Yeah. They're around me, so they're thinking about it. Then they find out I'm pretty cool. Yeah. And they go, I bet he wants. To hear the joke, yeah. I'm gonna, dude. Yeah, you want to know what just happened in New York? So it was a late. Sh- I, look, if you want to come to a show where I'm gonna be super loose and high, any, uh, I had to do three shows in New York on one night, and that late show, I'm gonna be fucked up. That 11:30 <laughs> midnight show. That's your let loose. That's let loose show. So right up front, and I was high, and right up front there was a couple, and there was a couple right up front center. Another couple right up front, right next to him. And we were talking to another couple, and they were talking about how they were Jewish. And I said, yeah, I'm Jewish, too. And they were like, you're Jewish? And I go, yeah. So, and late shows also, just to try to find material, I will go to the crowd. You can ask me any question you want. Uh, do you want me to, uh, I'm happy to try to do a joke on a topic that you want, as long as it's not political. But I'm happy to jump in and try to get in there. Just to try to find, well, people don't understand yeah. about us. Is we're not musicians. We don't get to rehearse in a studio for four months Mm-mm. and and give you a perfect product. Our lumps and bumps and bruises have to come in. F- That's why what we, we do is the experiment. hardest, dude. Yeah. So yeah, and you have to experiment. If you're not experimenting, then you become someone I won't say their name who's been doing the same set for 15 years. And you're not getting great. Yeah. You're not getting better, and you have to fail, and you have to suck, and so. This guy, I was asking questions. I go, hey, feel free to ask me questions about anything that I do or have done or anybody I've worked with or anything you see. And this, and I had the guitar on stage. And he goes, this guy up front, he goes, uh, hey. Uh, and I go, yeah. And he goes, are you going to play the guitar? And bef- I said, yeah. And before I could say anything else, he goes, are you really Jewish? And I go, wait. <laughs> It sounded like you were just trying to get that first question out so you didn't sound too... Uh, that's hilarious. You, right? and Are I go, you really Jewish or do you just pretend for Hollywood? Well, he's, yeah. he, I, go, I go, why do you ask? He goes, I don't know. And I go, where are you from? He goes, Oklahoma. He goes, Oklahoma. I go, now I get it. Like, how many Jews do you know? He goes, just you. Just you. And I was like, it sounded like a dude who didn't want to sound like he'd never seen a Jew. 
So he put that first question up front, right? But he couldn't get wait to, to get make the it second more question. casual. Yeah. yeah, he had that second one in his mind the whole time, locked and loaded. And that was, was the first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you gonna play guitar? Are you a Jew? Are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole crowd is just like, yeah. okay, <laughs> yeah. We all wanted to know too, so it's a good thing that guy asked. What the dude? I go, do you, what do you? He goes, well, I've never really seen a Jew. I go, well, and you're in New York, man. How long you been here? He goes, three days. I go, you've seen a ton of them. <laughs> Everywhere you look. Yeah, yeah. They're all over the yeah, place. Yeah, you man. can't be in New York for three days and They're not everywhere. run into a Jew. Mm-hmm. That's New York like, or L.A. Uh, New York or L.A. Is yeah. that it? Miami? Uh, certain parts of Miami, probably. Not yeah. San Diego. I mean, certain parts, but yeah, no. There's like, I think there might be one Jewish-ish neighborhood. What's the, have, what's the most threatened or uh, uh, scared you've ever felt for being Jewish? Yeah. I have a couple. Um, I went to a military school, high school in Roswell, New Mexico. And I think I was the only Jew in that whole think. city, probably. Yeah, why did yeah. you get sent to a military school? Uh, me and my parents didn't get along. I was a naughty, naughty bad boy. Were you and bad? I wasn't really bad. Like, on paper, I didn't break any laws or anything. But I was disrespectful and I didn't like authority. So I would say to my mom, like, fuck you, bitch. You're not the boss of me. Shit no. Like that. Yeah. At what age? As long as I could remember. Oh, I have a bunch of questions. You mind if yeah, I ask? Sure. Okay. I'm going to ask. First, what was the final straw where they were like, fuck it. We're sending them away. It was kind of those things. It was one of those things that kind of came up a lot, but never. There wasn't like a final straw. It was me going to high school and it came up a lot before that. Just a th- you know, a threat. And I would. The funny thing is when they would threaten it. My response was, good, send me to military school. Anything would be better than being around you. Were they bad parents? They weren't. I, I'm not bad, they, but they weren't I mean? bad, but they had, she had her issues. My mom, it was mostly with me and my, between me and my mom. And she definitely wasn't uh, perfect. Was she but, but she was trying. Typical Jewish mom? Kind of. Typical Jewish mom. But she had problems with her family. She was very overbearing, very strict, uh, too strict, and just was trying to figure it out. That's all it was. She was right. trying, but she didn't figure she's not the best at things and do you think the military school ended up being good for you yeah i don't regret going if um what do you think where do you think bad pat would you be a comic if you hadn't gone to military school i don't that i couldn't couldn't tell you i started doing i've always liked comedy even before military school love stand-up been a fan never really thought about it but then in college here's what i think i i went through a really bad heartbreak and if we didn't break up, I don't think I would be a comic because I would have been too happy to. Why would I do stand up? Yeah. My life's so good. Yeah, but I was so in such a dark place. You jumped I, in. That I jumped in. Wait, I'm, and do you have a better relationship with your parents because you went? Or are, are you more like when you came back, you were like, OK, so she's going to be who she is. But this is how I'm going to change it. I don't know if military school. I don't think it fixed our problems. But what it what it did was I no longer lived with them, so I only saw them in small doses, and we're much better. Me and my family are much better if I see them for a weekend as opposed to living with them. So I haven't lived with them really since I was thirteen. And when, since you were thirteen, that's when, that's when you sent. went. Yeah, and so you and did then five I went to college. Years. I did I did uh, two years there. Then I came back, but wasn't really at home. And then I. What do you mean? Like I would 15, stay at, I was, I was junior, senior. I would stay at friend's house all the time. Girlfriends. I just, I was working. I just like. How come you didn't complete the military high school? Uh, so I did the two year, two years there and I planned on going all for all of high school. I came back one summer and I was work. I was 15 or 16 working my first job. I was teaching surf and tennis 
at a camp and I was kissing one of the other counselors there. I was hooking up with this what girl. Was his first name? time. His name was Heather. <laughs> uh, Helen. <laughs> his name was Helen. So me and Helen were were hooking up with my first girl I'd ever been with and I was crazy. Yeah. It was awesome. And so I was boobs? always gone. Boobs? Small boobs, but good body. No, but did you get to touch the boobs? Oh yeah. So then I you're boobs. In. I got it's... I got five blowjobs from her. Yo, that by the way, let's just put a pin in this and, and you if you have a good memory. Did you see the video of Luis Gomez blowing Robert Kelly? No, I did not. Full on in what? That he must have lost a bet or something. Full on blowjob? In front of a crowd of pull it up. He put his penis his actual penis. Put pu- pull it up. What? There is YouTube? Uh, it was on Twitter this morning. Twitter what? Did they post it or someone else? It was it from the, matter. It was it's from the, the crowd. crowd. Live crowd, Luis Gomez blowing Robert Kelly. Those guys are crazy. But I'm not <laughs> sure. Like, I didn't do enough de- of the deep dig to find why, but he must have lost a bet. But it was a real blowjob. Dude, dude, like he had done it before. <laughs> are you? Did you I'm find it? I'm trying to find it. it uh, Robert Kelly. Maybe Robert Kelly didn't post this. Maybe Robert Kelly wasn't as proud as the dude who... <laughs> he wasn't... <laughs> Do you want me to try? It's, it's, yeah, you try and find I'll it. I'll try to. It it was, dude. I was to say. I mean, blown away probably isn't the right, isn't the right word. But hold on, where is it? Uh, it's Gomez now. Was it? Oh my god! Why can't I? I'm so bummed. I I I wanted to uh, retweet it, but maybe. I was too disturbed to do so. Wonder if they deleted it. No, no, it's somebody else's. It was a retweet. Mm, I'll find it for you, man. Here you go. Oh my god. There you go. What am I watching? Oh my. What the? He's done that before, right? I mean, he's, he's full on. He's cupping the balls. Does it get hard? I. You know what? That was like. I have to finish it now. <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> I think it's getting hard. Yeah, he's doing the ball work. Yeah, he's doing the ball and work. I mean, what did we just watch? That is it, commitment and bravery like I've never seen. He has to be kind of gay, right? Is commi- he has to be bisexual to Let commit like that. Let me ask like you a that. question. Is commitment and bravery... Bravery? Is that the... Commitment? If he's, okay, if he's really straight and didn't enjoy that for a second, because to me that would like... You know, I would be like a horrific experience to have I, to do that to a man. A couple things. I need to know what the bet was. And I didn't do enough deep dive because I just saw it before I came in here. What What could the bet have been? I've made that bet with a man and lost and still didn't do it. Yeah, I that, reneged on my bet. That's my point. My point yeah. would be like, hey, so I didn't think I was going to lose. And... P.S. I wouldn't have let you blow me either. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think they're both wrong. I think Robert Kelly should have been like, hey, man, so not for real. You know what I mean? I can't believe they both committed to doing that. That's crazy. Who? Okay. Like, their parents okay. are going to see that. Yes. Their future let, wife. Their- yes. Let me uh, let me ask you a question. And I bet, I, you, I bet, you, oh I bet you there would be two different answers to this. Well, no, probably not. I was going to say, what's worse? The dude who loses the bet... And just follows through on it and does the blowjob, or the guy who gets hard. 
But it's that you know. I listen. I don't think I would never want a man to blow me. Right. But yeah, it comes but if you get a blowjob like that, yeah. I wonder if I'd get hard. So I had a friend of mine in Mexico. He was picking up a girl at a bar. We were in Mexico. We were in college, and uh, we all knew it was a dude. And we kept telling him, "Hey, man, you sure you want to go through with this?" No, none of us wanted to say it's a dude, because when my friend was like, "We got to tell him," I was like, "No, it's pretty funny." <laughs> If he really doesn't know, he's going to find out. Yeah, yeah. And we should just be waiting outside the hotel because we want to see his reaction. But we did gingerly be like, so this is your girl? And he's like, yeah, he was fucked up. Yeah, man, she's hot. She wants it. I'm like, okay. I go, what's the plan? Oh, my God. And he goes, we're going to go back to the hotel. I'm never going to Mexico with you. And um, I was like, you know, because I go, you know, she's a hooker. He's like, I don't mind paying. I go, okay. Progressive. I like so, it. So... We wait outside the hotel because here's what we're picturing in our heads. He sees him, and and she runs out of the hotel, and he runs out after. Right? We want. I want to see the bang, and then the two seconds later, the door come out. Bang! Right? I want to see the whole thing. Right? I want to hear the scream from. I want to hear everything. <laughs> so we're sitting out there, giggling like fucking right. school. Holy children. shit! Oh my god! Drinking and giggling, and because they're at one of these hour hotel things so waiting 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 and all of a sudden we just see her walk out casual walk out huh and then maybe 10 minutes later 10 minutes he walks out he walks across the street (laughs) clapping his hands and we were like hey man how was that and he was like it was fine i go uh that was a dude. He goes, oh, you knew that? And I go, you didn't? He goes, not until I got upstairs in the room. And she was blowing me. And then I reached down to, you know, touch her pussy. Yeah. And it was not a, a dick and balls. And I go, and? He goes, oh, I was already getting the blowjob. And he was like, I was already hard. Like, I got to finish. And I go, you got to finish? He was like, would you not have finished? And I was like, oh, good question. I don't think I would finish, but I do think I would get hard. Why don't you think you'd finish? I have enough willpower to where I'd be like, maybe I'd finish myself. Maybe I'd go in the shower, finish myself. But it is such a... He would turn the, me off when I saw the dick and balls. Well, he was like, I just didn't touch the dick and balls again, and I leaned back. And he said, I got to tell you, it was one of the best blowjobs I've ever had in hey, my life. And no judgment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think I would do it. He, yeah. was, he asked, he goes, you tell me you hypocrites. And I, I, I was being, I was, I was trying to look at it as a drunk. First of all, you know what else he said? He was like, I just thought nobody knew she was a dude. And I would just pretend like I got a blowjob from a girl. But you guys knew and you were like, yeah. Yeah, we knew the whole time. The whole time. And then he was just like. Fuck. He was like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, because it's not funny to tell you. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, man, he just, he went blowjob. I, good for him. Yeah. He gets he gets to come. You guys get a laugh. You get a good story. It, it was across the board. But that. Is not. That guy that, has a daughter. Which one? Lewis. He does? He has a daughter. A, a child. Wow. I don't know the exact age. I'm guessing like 10 or something. By the Young. way, he wasn't the, there was another guy on that panel that blew another dude. Oh, that was the second male to male blowjob of the evening. Yeah. They, somebody had lost a different bet. What bet? Okay. I, I give them props. At you At the do? end of the day, 
like that takes commitment. Commitment that yet. I don't co- say bravery. <laughs> don't say bravery again. Okay, it takes it takes commitment that I couldn't do. I couldn't do that if I wouldn't suck a girl's pussy on stage if I lost a bet. Yeah, but here here's the deal. Like I agree with you. Like first of all, I need to know what the bet is. But but like you can't. What if so? If you say no, I'm not going to do it. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? Fuck it, pussy. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You reneged on your bet. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I did. You're not going to blow that dude. Yeah. You're <laughs> yeah. right. Not and by the way, if I'm going to blow a dude, it's not going to be Robert Kelly. <laughs> I got You know what I mean? No offense, Robert Kelly. You're one of the funniest dudes out there. But like, as far as if I'm going to, if, if I'm going to blow a dude, it'll at least be a gay dude. So I know he really loves it. And I need a. I'm going to at least need to be like, yeah. But he look look. I know I blew a dude, but look at him. Look at that body. <laughs> That's Brad Pitt. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not going to. It's not going to be. Right. My okay. F- if you had to pick one dude to blow, who would it be? Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> I love that you won't talk about uh, politics in yeah. your set. But you will flip dildos on your podcast. Yeah, man, because it's silly it fun. <laughs> it's silly fun. You know what but, I mean? But Trump, that's where I draw the line. You know what it is yeah. for me? One is really divisive. Yeah. And it's, But sex is divisive to a lot of people, too. But, but like, the thing with Trump and politics, man, is a couple things. One, it's been beat to death. Yeah. What am I going to say? Right, right, right. Two- there are people who do it way better than I do. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. what? But what if you thought of, if you thought of an amazing political take? Yep. Hilarious, thought provoking. Would you just be like, I can't do that? No, That's I would not- do it on my oh, podcast. You- oh, you do it on the podcast. Okay. Uh, but like, it one, it doesn't really fit into what I do. Right. And I'll tell you, man. Like one of the things that I love about my shows the most is that there was a show recently where there was a table. Of uh, a date night, couples, but both the guys were wearing MAGA hats. Okay, they were sitting next to a table full of four incredibly flamboyant gay dudes. Okay, and by the end of the show, one of the gay dudes was wearing the other guy's MAGA hat. They were high five. <laughs> that's awesome. Like what? What? what that's I, what a comedy show should be. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. for me, for me, what's more important than dr- we already know you don't like this guy, and we already know the other side doesn't like this guy. Yeah. Great. What else am I gonna? Do I need a bunch of sycophants in my crowd just to be like, we agree with what you say? Right. That doesn't. But you know what I think does help to show people that, like, you know what we used to do? We used to just get together. I like you. You like me. We have some disagreements, but we're here together. Yeah. And it's true. Right. So I look at the crowds. This is what it used to be. We left politics and everything else at home. Yeah. We didn't bring it out into public. And mm-hmm. decide you hated somebody, right? Right, and so that's mostly I feel like in these bubbles, though, like in these city bubbles where people are will not hang out with someone for liking yeah. Trump or something. But but in middle like, America, they all get along. Uh, I think more so. It's you. You stay in your bubble no matter where you are. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, you stay true. in your bubble. Those of us who travel. I'll tell you, I remember coming back during the elections and my wife was, kept talking about Hillary and she's going to win. I'm like, mm. <laughs> that's that's what's funny. I'm yeah. out there. I lived. I didn't go on the road during that time. That yeah. Year for not very much. And I was convinced that Trump had no chance. 
I was out there, and I would tell yeah. you what I was doing at the beginning of my act, just almost as a social experiment, is I was telling a Hillary joke, a Bernie joke, and a Trump joke. And, uh, you know, the Bernie joke was my favorite one, super silly. Um, but no, no, only half the crowd. I, was, I always was like, doesn't Bernie Sanders kind of look like every bad guy in Scooby-Doo when they take the mask off him? It's old man Sanders, <laughs> right? He wasn't really a goblin. And so I used to make me giggle. Uh, but I would tell Hillary, Bernie, Trump. And Hillary jokes crushed. Yeah, no the one Bernie liked Bernie jokes, people. And the Trump jokes, especially in certain parts of the country, just were not landing. And I would talk to people in the meet and greets. And they were like, he's going to do great things. He's going to do great things. Or they'd make fun of Hillary. He's going to do great things. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Right? And so I wasn't. But you didn't once have the thought, oh, maybe my fans just like Trump. No, because there were equal. There were people who were just like it depended on what part of the country we were in. Oh yeah, it just I just knew it was going to be closer than people thought yeah. it was. That's all. And it was. He, oh boy, I, yeah. I didn't know he was going to win, but I knew he had a long line of. It was people that had never voted before or hadn't voted in a long time, so they weren't showing up in polls and shit. Okay, so we avoided the question. Yeah, whose penis? Okay. Would you suck? Okay, so one, it would have to be a good story. Right? <laughs> no, no, no. Let's pretend like you have to do it. That's the what I'm saying. The story's over. You have to suck the dick. Right. Story but, or not. Right, but it, I, I'm going to pick somebody who's going to be a good story. Oh, got it. Okay. So you, so it's automatically going to be... Famous. Famous. I'm going to pick somebody who I think would probably come pretty fast. Who, how would So a gay guy? Or who would you... How would you know if they're going to come fast? Okay. <laughs> Here's who I'm not going with. I'm not going with a, like a rock and roller because right they get a lot of blowjobs. They're desensitized. Yeah, so their yeah, blowjob takes an hour for them to come. Yeah, good call. You know what I mean? So I need like a comic, probably up and comer who's prob- like a nerdy guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody who I think doesn't get a lot of action. Yeah, would get a little too excited or might be a little. But also, I want a good story. So like uh, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> <laughs> Something yeah, like, maybe you get a little money. Yeah, maybe a little money, a hush money, a little hush money, yeah. something like that. Something where there's a decent Bill Gates. Bill Gates. He's never had. He's a older though, so he might take a while too. Now, you know, I used to get a. He's gotta, probably what in his sixties now. You just got to jam that prostate. That's you know. That's true. Yeah, there's tricks. Yeah, there's. Tricks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, but something like that where maybe there might be a good. Oh, maybe the the you know what'd be a great story, the fucking prince of Saudi Arabia. Great story. Because he'd go back to his country and be stoned to death yeah. for his homosexuality behavior. Yeah, it would actually be a pretty <laughs> decent killed. <laughs> <laughs> Sully Sullenberg, the guy who landed the... <laughs> Wait, who's Sully the Sullenberg? The guy who landed the, the plane in the United oh, Planet. Oh, yeah, give him a reward. Maybe a little congr- you congratulations. You know, you've always wanted to thank him. Yeah, a little congratulations. Show, show he's appreciated. True American hero. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Buzz Aldrin. There's a lot of guys you have to... <laughs> That you're gonna have to do this. <laughs> I said pick one. You pick ten guys. I'm just trying to make my list, and then I'll narrow them down. You know okay, what I mean? Smart. Uh, so yeah, somebody who's a good story and could be fun, like. And then you'd make it a new twenty minute story, right? You, yeah. it would have to be funny. Like Ryan Gosling isn't funny. It's too maybe it's too easy, right? That's like a hack. 
yeah, a hack answer. Exactly. Brad Pitt, Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Too easy. obviously you'd suck their dick. Too easy. Yeah. I want a good story. Uh, so because I'm gonna make, uh, I'm trying to gonna because it's gonna be my closer. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's gonna be my closer. <laughs> What Thank about- you guys. I'm gay. Good night. <laughs> What's who's your who? Who are you picking? Man, I, your your reasoning, your logic got very good. Got to be funny. Um, I'd want it to be, um, just a like a hot gay guy that likes straight men, just so you know I could really make his day. Thomas Dale. Yeah, like a Thomas Dale type, but like Thomas Dale with a six pack. There you go. Yeah, Thomas Dale in shape. It's it's in Thomas Dale in shape. Because, you know, like, listen, I'm not going to enjoy sucking a penis no matter what. Yeah. But, like, I'd prefer How do to you be know? A, I'd want to be a good-looking man. Yeah. You know, clean. Does size matter at all, do you? You know, if I'm going to go down there, it might as well be a penis I'm used to, and I watch a lot of pornography. Yeah. And in pornography, they're big, so I'd want it to be big. What's, I like how you said pornography, full word. <laughs> Porno? Sure, porn. Yeah, porn. <laughs> what's, your, what's your category? I like storylines. You get the fuck yeah, out of here. Yeah, reality, stepsister, um, you, you're, my friend's you're the hot only mom. guy who's left who does the storyline. I don't like professional. I think I like a only lot of amateur. People, a lot of people still must like them because they're made. It's true. A lot. Um, but yeah, I'm not that many people I meet. I go amateur. I don't even like the professionals. But you know what? Honestly, I don't know if this is an issue with me, but lately I've been not watching porn. Yeah. And I've been sexting girls. That's been my... And you jerk off to sexting? Yeah. How When you say girls, how many? Uh, it's just like the one or two that I'm talking to. You know, I I miss... So I, I, you know, I, yeah. I missed this whole dating app, sexting, sending dick pics, like... Yeah, so I do a lot of like the Snapchat, Instagram DMs, that kind of stuff. But isn't that risky? Well, it's consensual. So it's like... No, and, I, and, oh, when I send my dick pics? Yeah. If if I do, it's like they go away after a few seconds. But can't they screen grab it? They could, but then I get notified that they did. So, and you're like, hey, why are you screen grabbing my yeah, dick? Yeah, what are you doing? And I, I'm not in the photo with the dick. I'm my face isn't in it, so I could be like, that's I don't know who that is. It is in today's because you're- yeah, but it's it's a little risky, and that's part of the fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's a little naughty. <laughs> but say I don't know how this would happen, but say you become successful. Yeah. I don't know. It's not happening. What happens when people are like, I got Ari's dick right here? How many people are going to say, I got a picture of Ari's dick? As far as I know, none. But let's say they. Let's just say. Some of these girls are like computer hackers and they have a screenshot without me knowing. Yeah. Or they got another phone and took a picture of the phone. Like maybe that's something they can do. How many. Is it is it insulting a little bit that nobody's screen grabbed your dick? Is that a little <laughs> insulting? I'm That grateful. nobody's like. Oh, you know, I'm I build a- up a little trust with them first. I like to think that these girls and I have a mutual trust. They don't want me taking pictures of them. How many different girls have pictures of your dick? I I really think none. I really trust that none of them screenshot. How many different girls have, have you sent, I sent, sent yeah. in my life? Yeah. Lost count. What? In my whole in your whole since, life. Am I am I since am, I've been like basically so I've been sending dick pics since yeah. I was seventeen. Am I showing my age here? You you I'm don't know you so, don't know how many dick dick pics you sent up? Countless, yeah, countless that amount of dick pics. That blows my fucking mind. You don't know how many, and you think all of those women are just like, yeah, he's my friend. I'll never show anyone this dick pic. I do think that, but even if they did, my face isn't in it. But you it's can see where the dick pic comes from, right? 
it doesn't say like from Ari Manis. Or maybe it what does. What if it says it on your dick? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, girls who have seen it would know. You know, oh, I know that freckle anywhere. I know that vein line. Vein line? You don't have a vein on your penis? I have a vein. I've never heard of it. A vein line. It's just know. a vein. It's just a vein, but it's like that vein track. I don't know. Wait, I'm okay. So give me a ballpark how many dick pics you've sent. Okay, well, I know how many women I've slept with. You do? Yeah, I have a list. No, you don't. Yeah, I have a Google. Do- it's on a Google document. What's the file folder under? It just says girls. Yeah, the, yeah, the you don't. It's yeah. just girls. Okay, and and do you have the so, list of also of like second base or just the girls? No, you're... just full on sexual intercourse. What's the purpose of making the list? A few purposes. Um, let's say girl number. I'm not going to say my number, but let's say girl number five. You're not going to say your number. I'm not going to say my number on here. I might have said it before, but I'm, I can't remember, and I don't want. I've decided to be more private with it. This is where you draw the line. That's right. Okay, line. that's but very, let's, very let's, interesting. Okay. Let's say girl I'll say it to you off okay, camera. Okay, okay, but okay. um let's say girl number five calls me and says, Hey Ari, I have herpes mm-hmm. and I just thought you should know so you could get tested. Yeah. And then I get tested and it turns out I have herpes too. Uh-huh. I know I don't have to call girls one through four. I only have to call and let the girls after number five know that I have herpes. Okay, so... So that's one thing. Okay. Safety and embarrassment. Yep. Um, number two, let's say... Safety and embarrassment sounds like your whole game plan for sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My whole game plan for life, really. Let's say... Let's say girl number four does joins this whole Me Too movement here mm-hmm. and says, Hey, Ari, I've been thinking about it and... Turns out I didn't like the way we had sex and the way you picked me, whatever, the way you treated me. I could go to my list and say, looks like here I made you orgasm because I write down if I make him orgasm and how we met. Looks if, like here you enjoyed it pretty mu- You enjoyed it a lot. So you're just assuming that the orgasm was correct. I can tell. I that can tell for the orgasm. The stupidest thing i think i'm picky about giving the the star for the orgasm they have to the star i, I put they a star next to their they got a star oh my god like in the holocaust <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they don't get <laughs> they get it's the not June a holocaust star? star it's like an asterisk star oh okay okay and boy they must be so that <laughs> that doesn't mean wait do you, let me ask you something when you put the star i picture you sipping a glass of scotch yeah i'm gonna go, go put a star you slip the guy you take out your scotch you got a fucking stogie and then you just just by yourself but you pretend like everybody's watching you're like star that's putting a lot more effort than i put into anything <laughs> i've never i've never had a glass of scotch or a yeah, stogie to neither. celebrate anything me in my neither. life me neither, me neither. but i like maybe if i if i add this into a movie one day i would do it do you also tell number four hey i understand that but guess you know what you know what it else? never happened yeah i should say that too no girl has said that i've made them uncomfortable but i'm just thinking what if okay okay so i write down the de- some details how we met, mm-hmm. um, if they orgasmed or not. Because then if she's like, I didn't like the way I treated her, I go, well, according to this, yeah, you didn't orgasm, so maybe you didn't. What percentage on the list get the star? It's less than 50. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the star doesn't mean that I made them orgasm all the time. It mm-hmm. could be we've had sex 100 times, I made them orgasm once. Yeah, man. They no. still get the star. Yeah, that's you're generous. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all the star means. But uh, they get two stars. If I made the orgasm consistently. This is like a movie rating. 
Yeah. <laughs> they get two three star, stars. Two stars if they very if much If I like the plot tra- twist and they... <laughs> wow. So, and yeah, so what's know. the most stars you can give somebody? Two. And how many people have two stars? What uh, percentage? It's very small. I don't remember <laughs> the percentage. But, uh, not, not a lot. <laughs> I think I have like... I think I'm... I Girls enjoy sex with me yeah i think i'm a generous lover and i like to please what give yourself i'll give myself a rating too as a lover but i don't last a long time that's my fault yeah so i'll give myself six and a half to seven what do you think your strong point is uh i think i have a nice penis Mm -hmm. and i think uh i like to make them feel good so you know i could i like to feel what they're into do they like it soft do they like passionate love making do they like it rough yeah and all whatever they're into i'll accommodate them yeah i i i i put myself around that six and a half also i i I, you know what i love um but it always made me laugh about rap songs in general so everybody's got a big dick and fucks for three hours is that every rapper rappers are they're black but every rapper fucks for three hours and and gets the yum yum. I think black people are better at sex. You I think, think so? it's more it's more ingrained in their culture that that they need to have a big dick and be good at sex. So if they have a don't if they don't have a big dick, they need to make up for it. And even if they have a big dick, they want to be good at sex. Okay. And then also that saying, once you go black, you don't go back. Yeah. That comes from somewhere. Okay. Let me ask you. That this. isn't just stereotypes come from somewhere. What's the most? Is it more disappointing? For a woman to meet a big, tall black guy at a bar and have him have no penis, <laughs> like a tiny dick. Okay. Or to meet a guy, because there are a lot of guys like this in Hollywood, the nice car, but they get in the car and you're like, let's go back to my place. And it's like a studio. <laughs> a there, studio apartment? There are a lot of guys who are car poor. What's yeah. more disappointing? Carpour or cockpour? Yeah, carpour. What's more disappointing? The, <laughs> that the could be a, a segment. Carpour or cockpour. Car- what's more disappointing? To find out that the guy is broke as fuck and he lured you back with the with you the know, nice car, or you're like, oh, this is a big black guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my first big black dick, and you don't have one. I think it really depends on the girl. Like a Hollywood girl would probably be more upset about being carpour. Because Hollywood girls are more superficial, uh-huh. they get done up. They're looking to be, they're here to make it, you know, the average Hollywood girl. But if you go to Oklahoma, and they go to your studio apartment but get dick down real good, yeah, they're gonna be content and happy. So in LA, I would say carpour is more disappointing. Yeah, but That's average America, they want. Yeah, they would be more disappointed by the dick poor. Dick poor. Yeah, because I think if you're you're assuming what's coming with the large black man, which yeah. is he, there was a guy in my high school who nicknamed his dick the Crippler. I don't. That wouldn't be attractive if I was a girl. You know, I don't know what it was like. Maybe in your, it would be. I don't, I, know. I don't know what it was like in your high school. You know, people ask why guys. My high school was uh, mostly men. Oh, that's right. And and what and was the shower situation like? Was communal it, showers? That's but not thing. not. It was separate shower stalls, so I wasn't showering right next to you, or I was, but there's a divider See, between us. You you grew up; they had gotten a little smarter. When I grew yeah. up, it was a prison situation. You th- in like PE class, you mean? Yeah, yeah, I had that in PE class. You just throw yeah. every like girls. I, re- I even I didn't in my shower school, during PE st- class. No, I was it, too self conscious. It, it was a giant. It, you it basically it was a prison. 
It was a prison. Like, they wonder why we grow up animals. Because, like, they're like, hey, go shower with all the other dudes in a four-by-four box. And some guys, they have a full, you know, full bush and a big developed penis. And they're like, yeah, no problem. Me, I had, I didn't pass through puberty till I was 14, 15. So th- my freshman year in high school, I had no pubes. No! Yeah, so I wasn't showering with guys. Okay, wait. So when did you lose your virginity? 17. Is that late? I think that's like average. Yeah, I think it's average. Yeah. Well, how old were you? Uh, I think fifteen. Fifteen. But also, again, I could have lost it earlier potentially if I went to a normal school. Yeah. But I went to high school with ninety percent men and then ten percent of girls. Some, most of them were lesbian. They were butch military girls. They beat you up. Could they? The girls? Yeah. Some of them could be probably. Oh, you know what? Your question never answered. So, was there overt anti-Semitic stuff at your high school? Oh. Uh, yeah. I mean, th- there were some people who definitely said anti-Semitic things, but it was looking back, they weren't actually anti-Semitic. They were horny, pent up teenagers yeah. that were taking out their anger on someone that they've never, they've never met yeah. a Jew. And they were just, it's something different. I bet you if I met them now, they wouldn't be like, fucking hate Jews. Isn't that yeah. interesting? Like as I, I, someone could call me a kike. And have it not bother me, and someone could call me a kike and have it bother me. But like, as somebody who's heard a lot of anti-Semitic stuff, sometimes it's easy to differentiate between the harmless people. It's all about intent. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, like if someone's a skinhead, and yeah, yeah, that would you be you'd be tell. like, oh, I you got to get away from this person. Or but. if somebody just like the pretty people come up to you after your show who are just telling Jew jokes because we're comics and they think yeah. it's funny. Yeah. Those people to me are like. They're harmless. It's they're trying. They're they have no malicious intent, and they're, they're trying to connect in a way they think that we're a little off. It's the center. same thing when someone tells you just regular bad jokes. Yes, you meet someone, they have yes. five jokes that they tell to all their friends that they think are amazing, and they yes. go, "You got to hear my jokes," and you're just like, "Yes, all right." And yeah. because okay. we're Jews and comics, they think that we, they're going to want to hear a Jew joke. Yeah, and sometimes I do. And sometimes when you have a swastika in your forehead, I don't. I don't. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. so a one time I was opening for uh, Polly Shore, the weasel. Yeah. And I do my set and I don't, I don't think you've seen, you might've seen me do five minutes, but you haven't seen my like full set. I don't talk about being Jewish in my comedy. My name's Ari. I have a Jew fro. People know. Yeah. I don't need to talk about it. It's like Louis Anderson. We get it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to do any fat jokes. Yes. Yeah, so I don't Got do it. I don't, I just, it's not what I, I never grew up identifying as that as me i've always felt more of american than mm-hmm. i do jewish i don't believe in god i'm not like a religious guy at culturally all culturally jewish like my family's jewish my name's ari i was yeah. bar mitzvah but i never that sounds like the beginning of a maury show <laughs> <laughs> i hate i hate synagogue i hate yeah. organized religion yeah. period yeah so i don't identify as it if that makes sense yeah totally makes sense so i don't talk about it but i do the set and a guy comes out to me after the the show and he goes I loved your Jewish jokes. <laughs> That's all he was thinking when he was watching. Yeah. Jew. And he meant it. It wasn't yeah. like trying to be funny. He meant it. And I just was like, thanks, man. And I kept, yeah. kept moving. But Have you ever done a show where someone comes up to you in the meet and greet and they're like, I love that joke. And they talk about a joke that somebody else did yeah. on stage. <laughs> yeah, that's happened to me. And you're like, yeah. Sure. That wasn't me, but thank you so <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah. I'll tell him when I see oh, him yeah, that yeah. you like his act more than mine. Or this, people do, whether it's to me or someone else, but- I'll be standing, it'll be me and the host or whoever, multiple comics on the show. 
and someone will walk straight up to me or the other person and go, "You were the best, man. You were you were my favorite." Yeah. And then they'll see and they'll go, "You were good too." Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, "Thanks." When yeah. you when you travel now with Theo, uh huh. Um, because I I've opened for I used to open for Larry the Cable Guy. Oh, that's cool. And I opened for Chelsea. Okay. And both great experiences and different. Um, but they were both super respectful of me as also being a comic. Right. A lot of people you open for are like, oh, empty theater, just get out there. Uh-huh. You know, and so they were always, and I know Theo's respects you as a, like your process definitely, and all Definitely, that I mean, there's been a couple shows where there's, they're running late and then mm-hmm. they're like, tw- it's 20 minutes late and he's like, we got to start and they're not fully done seating, and, but I understand. Yes, yeah, totally. I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm, op- I'm his yes. opener, I got to go do it. But yeah. but what's your I tell you it was interesting opening for Cable Guy man first of all what a generous dude second of all a joke machine you know we, meaning he's constantly writing new jokes or just that's his style we 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 his road manager counted his jokes three hundred and seventy nine punchlines in one set wow and I my brother was like I'm not going to that show I'm not going to laugh I'm like I'm going to tell you something You'll right now. Laugh. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter if you're black, white, redneck. A hundred percent. I tell people all the time. I agree with you that. You go to Cable Guy's show, you're not going to laugh at every joke. It's impossible. You're going to laugh at 50%, which is still 180 I mean, look laughs. At, uh, look at Cat Williams. Yeah. You'd think, oh, his audience is going to be all black. No, it's not. White people love him. He's genius. Hilarious. He's yeah. a genius. But so I remember I asked Cable Guy first time. Super nervous. We were at the Ryman Theater, uh, Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, which is, have you been there? Not that I know. The Ryman is yeah. beautiful. It's Nashville. It's like oh, got a ton of history, yeah, and I'm super there. nervous to be there. And I said, "What? What? Um, what? What are the rules?" He goes, "Don't say fuck. Don't go over 25 minutes, and that's it." And I said, "What else?" And he goes, "Well, I'm going to tell you something. If we're going to do this together, um, I want to see at least five minutes of you trying five minutes of new material every week. That's amazing. It doesn't have to be every show. I but, wish I did that. But every week. Yeah. And I said, "Why?" And he goes, "I'm going to tell you the truth." You're going to do your set, and then I'm going to do an hour and a half. And you could have the best set of your life or the worst set of your life, and nobody's going to remember what you did or who you are at the end of my set. I mean, that'll make you a way better comic. I wish I could force myself to do five new minutes. So you know what he said? He goes, look, I I want you to use this stage and get better. If you're not going to use the stage to get better, I'm going to find somebody else. So he forced me to write. That's amazing. And then he said... After after the very first show, I caught him in the dressing room after, and he goes, what are you doing here? I go, well, I wanted to just talk to you about And he goes, no, 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 we could talk afterwards. You should be up at that front door or that merch table. That's how they're going to remember you. They're not going to remember you after I get off stage, but when you double up and shake their hand, you're going to make fans. He yeah. said, you should shake every fucking hand you can. And after every one of his shows- So he was very business savvy. He demand after every one of his shows- he I'm said, bad at that too. I was terrible. Yeah. But he was it, right. I still yeah. have fans who remember me going up to say thank you and shake their hands. When you were opening for the When those I was people. opening for Cable Guy, yeah. That's awesome. But but he was he was so amazing, man. He was so cool. And just to watch his process of that many jokes. Bang. Is he still tour? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We did fifty he sold fifty three thousand tickets. We did a, th- a show Amazing. at a stadium, and the only reason he didn't sell more is because half of the stadium was shut off for the stage. Right, because they can't, they can't have people behind you. It was bah. 
Nanas. Yeah, Theo's only rule for me is uh, don't say the word pussy. And really? I and I've broke it a couple times. By How mistake. come the word pussy it slipped out? He doesn't like the word pussy. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> yeah, it's, he thinks it's vulgar and doesn't want like women in the audience to be offended. Fair enough. But that's easy. it. Should be easy. I've I've slipped it a, a few times, and I went up and I, I'm sorry about that. And he's like, "Thanks for apologizing. It's all good." You know, I, I, I'm honestly so happy for that guy, man. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, he's one of those guys where before. You know, when he wasn't selling out at all, I would people were like, "Who's the guy?" I'm like, "Theo, he's the guy." Yeah, he, he. I remember talking to him a couple times. He's like, "I'm so frustrated. I can't even get an agent." I go, "Man, you're one of the few people that people run into the room to watch at the comedy store. That's that's not an accident." I said, "Just keep doing exactly what you're doing. They're gonna find you, and because there's nobody like him." You know what's crazy though? They didn't really find him. I mean, they did. He had an agent and manager, but like. They didn't really find him until he was sold out on his own. But that's what I mean. The people like, found him. The people, audience found the people, him. That's yeah, what I mean. Yeah. The people will find you. The people yeah. will find you because you're funny. And they find funny. Yeah. They find it, man. They love sharing. People love sharing the un, the unknown person. You got to see this uh, this thing. That's what just happened. That's what just happened to me. That I, I put out a story about my best practical joke ever, right? Which was a story. How do you make your stories uh, so long? Do you just I try did, and think the most details you can of the story? Kind of write it out with... The most detailed version you absolutely can. I so the first five to seven times I tell the story, I tell it exactly how it happened. Mm -hmm. I don't add any jokes. I don't try to force any funny because I want to find a couple things. Mm -hmm. I want to find which part of the real story works Mm -hmm. because I think truth is always the funniest. Yeah, because you're selling truth. Right. Um, And then I'll say, okay, this needs a punchline here. This needs. This is a lull here. Yeah. And if I can't add a pun, and then I try to add a punchline, like that's like blah blah blah. Right. So I don't have to change any of the truth. Right. If, if you can't do that, then you'll bend it. Right. Little. I'll bend it a little, or yeah. I'll switch. Uh, so this this story I'm working on right now about jumping off of the there was a one of those needles space needle looking things in uh-huh. in New Zealand and in, in um, Auckland, and I'm scared of heights, and so I want to tell a story about it. So I was stuck. The ending wasn't good enough, um, and I was couldn't figure out why. And I was like, oh, there's a part that I thought needed to go in the middle that should go at the end. And I just lifted. About just rearranged it a little bit. Lifted four minutes up, and I dropped it at the end. All still truth, but this part just works better at the end. And so I think I felt that the first couple times I told it, but I wanted to tell it how it happened. And so... It's really interesting that I just try to paint as much detail as I can because I want you to feel like you're in the story. And I used to be scared of the silence and the detail. But podcast has changed all of that. Yeah, people can handle it. They they if you're interesting, they're going to listen. Right. And so that it used to be hey, you have to have a joke every 50 or Someone whatever, told me that right? too about sorry, I forget which comedian said this, but they're like if you tell stories, even if it bombs, but it has a beginning, middle, and end, they're and in. it's interesting, they're in. at least it will be okay. The, the, you're going to get, people aren't going to tune out. If they're still quiet, they're listening. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, okay. And then I started to talk to people after shows, because I would, man, it's the, I'm doing a test. We do test audiences every night, but they're real audiences. Yeah. That's basically what they are. Yeah. So I would ask people in the audience, in the meet and greet. Hey, so that first story I told, yeah. What was what'd you like about that? 
and they'll tell me, what didn't you like? Did you think it dragged? Do you think it needed more detail? And I, if I tell a new story on stage, a lot of times my next five minutes are me asking the crowd questions. But I, I need to know, I'm not going to shape automatically what I do because of what they say. But, if but it's, you're if, open to listening. If 10 people say the same thing. It's kind of when a comedian gives me a tag. It's like, I'll hear it. Yeah. I have no problem getting a tag. Yeah. I'm not necessarily going to take it. But if I love it. It could be great. Yeah. Like, why not? And so if 10 people in the audience say the same thing, then I'm like, okay. This well, is, yeah, this is yeah. If someone gives a note, I'm like, how many people agree with that? And if people clap, I'm like, okay. So like, I that's how I do it. I enjoy the story. I... I yeah, you already like the story because yes. it's real. And I like it. The, and so then I experiment sometimes. After I experiment with the story, I experiment of when I want to stand behind the mic, when I want to sit on the stool, when I want to take the mic out. The mic out of the stand to me in my stories means action. That means I'm moving. But I don't move unnecessarily anymore. I used to mic out of the stand, stand to the side, move. Pace around. Yeah. But it was too one thing. Too much of me just pacing. Yeah. So then I did an entire year, dude, of just standing behind the mic. Wow. Entire entire year. I so never this took it is, out. Comedy is like a science for you. I took it. I did an entire year of just sitting on a stool, and then I I had always just paced, and then I pieced it together. I'm like, which part of the story works better behind the mic? Which part works better on the Whoa. stool? Which part works better pacing? And then I put it together, and then there's my story. But like, and now I've done it enough where I that can kind of feel sense. it. Yeah. I can kind of feel it. Some parts of the story that you're telling need stillness. Right. When you're pacing, it's taking away from what you're telling them. Some of it needs stillness. But when you're talking about a part of the show that has action, I like to give them some action. And, and when it was when you sprinkle in the action, they like it more. It's like, oh, or it might make it funnier. I feel like I'm learning something. But like you know what? It's yeah. just for me, man. No, yeah, but it'll, some of it makes sense. Some but, of it's like... yeah. Marin yeah. sits on the stool the whole time. Right. But for me, I like I like you. You know how we talked earlier about the idea of it being a show? Mm-hmm. So for me, what makes a part of the show is variation. Sometimes he's loud. Sometimes he's quiet. Right. He's on a stool. And, you, and you have like a plan. When there's movement in the story, I'll be moving. Yes. When, the, when you just need to listen. When I want to make a point, the mic is coming out of the stand. There's no doubt about yeah. that. And so, and yeah. it's true. Like when you have the when you're standing behind the stand or sitting on a stool, your energy is going to be lower yeah. automatically, even if even if it's just a little. A hundred percent. And and but that that's the thing is you can also when you take that mic out and get in and, and get a little energy in there, your joke is going to be funnier. Right. You're lifting them up. But I think to take them on the ride is better. I used yeah. to just come out energy at a ten and do a ten for an hour. Yeah. And I had a good friend of mine go, "Hey, it's too much." Right. It's too much. Right, because you can't, I mean, I'm, you can kill for an hour straight, but you know what I mean. It's like you want there to be a little bit of a lull so yeah. you can get them back up to the 10. Like, that's the fun part. A hundred percent. If you're at a 10 literally the whole time, it's like. There's no breather. Yeah. And there's no, and it's too much for, and I agree with, you also like, I used to be scared to bring them back down. Because I'm like, I'm never going to bring it back up. <laughs> it's over for me. I'm going to have to blow Robert Kelly. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that was, it's, it, it, when you start to trust yourself and, and. Yeah, you know you're funny. You've and, done this joke 20 times. Exactly. 100 times. And trust the crowd, by the way. 
you are at, at some point you have to trust the crowd that okay this isn't a bunch of fucking dummies i can bring it down for a little bit and not have them start to finger their own assholes do you yeah. know what i mean like yeah it's true okay there's two more segments to this show is it really um I'm one excited. one segment is uh just the name of the show it's uh unlicensed therapy so something you should know about me is i am really knowledgeable and smart the smartest but i know everything okay literally everything i'm almost perfect i'm closest to perfection you've probably ever met as far as your brain just yet almost everything i'm really funny i'm decently good looking i'm not fat um i'm knowledgeable in every topic okay there's a couple things that i would contest but go ahead i don't yeah but you'd contest incorrectly because i'm the best there is okay and i could help you in your life if there's any issue everyone's got problems Mm -hmm. i got even i got problems chris rock's got problems everyone's got problems if there's any issues in your life that I could help you with, okay, this is your chance. Sometimes, especially in this town, I feel like the fact that I'm a nice guy mm-hmm. is perceived as weakness. Like you can show up late to my podcast, you can, do you know what I mean? Like, well, they'll know, they'll at least know you won't get mad. Type, of yeah, thing. that's not yeah. right. So sometimes I feel like my niceness is seen as weakness, which is not. I just feel like it's a much better way to go through life arms wide open. But um, but lately I've been questioning that. So obviously I'm not going to tell you I don't think you should be as – I think being nice is awesome and it's one of the people that everyone loves about you. Like I remember uh, you know, me and Theo walking away from hanging out with you in Australia and he go, God, Josh Wolf is so cool. He's so nice. Like I just love being around his energy. That's so nice. I think that's a – a great quality that everyone says about you. That being said, for example, you brought up late. People could show up late. You have to figure out where those few instances where being nice does hurt you. And then you could work around that. So if being nice makes it so you notice that people might show up late to your stuff more than they would something else, you could reaffirm that, hey, the podcast is this time. Please show up on time as... We run on, you know, yeah. to, you could still be nice, but reaffirm, please. Not that you were going to be late, but please show up on time because I have the producer at the, there at that time and we can't run late. That's a really good idea. Late. I I think I am going to start sending that out just to kind of. That might not. And to be honest, the late thing, that might not even be because you're so nice. It might play into it. I'm not saying it isn't, but people just show up late in L.A., especially the traffic. Show up, they and, show up late to Rogan's podcast. Good point. i always said to my kids right like i'm asking you to do something you're willingly ignoring right if you show up late it's not it's definitely not your priority number one because if if you have a giant audition if i said there was a million dollars waiting here for you yeah you'd be half an hour earlier yeah yeah so you're okay you you won yeah yeah that's so the late stuff sometimes but like if you if it's a yeah, priority, yeah, there's exceptions. But but overall, if 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 yeah, yeah, you're catching a plane, you're there most of the time. All right, so yeah, so then there you go. Just that reaffirming text. It's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Okay. See, for me, I hated the booking part. I hated asking people to do my podcast so much, especially if it's like someone if it's someone who is a close friend of mine or this sounds lame but at my level in comedy i have no problem asking them but like you like i kind of look up to people like you and people who i have goals to aspire to be and then i feel like 
if asking you to do my podcast, which it is nice of you to do, but I feel like I'm asking for something. So that's why I got the, the Booker guy. It's interesting. It's really interesting. It also makes it a little more professional. Yeah. When I got the message, I'm like, oh, okay, he's got a producer. Okay. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really, honestly, it, and I, you could have called me also. Right. So I, I, the, but it does add a level of professionalism. Until you see the garage. Until <laughs> you're like, oh, it's in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised two Jews in a garage, nobody's tried to put some gas in here Ooh, right now. we got to be careful. <laughs> yeah, let's check. But yeah, so that's, uh, that's why I did that. But it's nice to know that as pro- it, professionalism. It definitely too. does. It definitely yeah. does. And that, and your, and your book or whoever that is. Marco could, Polo. I was going to say. Could he just, lives in his car. Does he? Yeah. Super professional. Yeah. Uh, Marco Polo? That's what he goes by. And do you pay him gas money? I do. Money? Uh, well, he doesn't He doesn't even come here, so I'm paying gas money, but I pay him. I, I have no problem revealing all my secrets. Except um, how many girls you've slept with. Except for that, true. Uh, I pay him $30 a guest to book, and he has to do the scheduling everything. And Contact does, them. Does he, do you give him the list? Or does he? It's a combination. I give him people I want, and he sends me people, and I highlight. He sent. We have a, a Google document that we both have access to. Yeah. And anybody have stars near their names on that document? <laughs> With stars, <laughs> stars next to the guests I made come. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Wolf, two stars, two asterisk stars. So, so I put down the people I want, and then he'll add a bunch of names, and I go through them, and if I want them, I'll put them in green. If I don't want them, I put them in red. And if I'm like, oh, maybe down there indifferent about them, I leave them alone. What would make you not? Is that is it a personal thing where you're like, I know that fucking person. I don't like. Sometimes them. it'll be a comic where I'm like, they're not talented and funny. If I'm, I would never say that to them, but that's how I feel about them. I'm like, I don't believe in their comedy. I don't mm-hmm. like them. I don't like their comedy, and I'll put that in red. I don't want them on the show. Or sometimes I just have no idea who they are. And I'll look them up and they have like 500 followers. They have no content out there on the internet. And I'm just like, what am I going to talk to them about? I, right. don't, I don't know them. I don't, they don't have anything I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a combination of those two things. It's interesting. How, do you ever have anybody on just because you're like, I think this person's interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. In a weird kind oh, of. Oh, yeah, for sure. If it's, I mean, to be honest, most people I know in life are comedians. I'm obsessed with them all yeah. around all the time. I don't have a normal job right now. So it's like. It tends to be ninety percent comedians, but if I meet someone who's fascinating, I'm like, you got to come on the podcast and talk about that. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. You you know, uh, the other thing I love about podcasts is that you don't have to be famous for it to be a good podcast. No, everyone's got an interesting story. Yeah. Not everyone's a good talker. So sometimes I'll have someone on because I think they're interesting, and then they'll get here, and I feel like I'm prying at them yeah. because they're just nervous or whatever it is. They're not used to podcasting so that can be an issue but if they're comfortable every human i believe every human being has something that happened in their life that would make for a great hour of talking about i agree you know for me that i the the hardest part is always people when you think they're gonna be great talkers and it's pulling teeth where you're getting one word answers i've had a couple porn stars on here yeah because I'm a fan of their work. Yeah, who's who's whose work are you a fan of? Uh, well, the porn girls I've had in here have been Jillian Jansen, Jennifer White, and Kristen Scott. Those and, are the three. And what 
what is it you when you become a fan of their work? What is it that you like most about that? And do you tell uh, them I, I'm a fan of your work? Marco Polo tells them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watch you in my car. No, do I tell them when they're here? Yeah, I'll usually reveal. Uh, one of the questions I, I have a funny clip where I said to the girl, I go, "Do you think I've masturbated to you?" And then she goes, uh, yeah, you probably have. And I go, that is correct. And then I move on to the next question. And I just have a, a 20 second clip of that. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, so I have them in. But uh, without saying who, one of them came in here. And I'm asking questions. She's giving yes or no answers. I go, do you have any issues in your life? She goes, no, my life's perfect. Like just giving me nothing. And I, just, I edited the shit out of that episode because there's just so much stuff where I'm like, yeah, what's going on here? You know, one of the re- one of the things. And, and I love uh, I love doing podcasts because I'm I consider myself super curious, but not that bright. So, like, I love asking questions it's like that stuff about the military school. I'm so fascinated like I had a thousand questions, but oh, I, didn't yeah. wanna, I, I don't want to burn I, up. Yeah, your... I mean that, that would be a whole podcast. Military school is crazy. Have you talked about all that stuff? Uh, I talked about it on Stephen. You know Stephen Randolph. Yeah, I talked about it a little bit on his podcast. It's so fascinating, man. I have so many questions about what you think. Like, what part of your life right now do you feel like? Oh, that's military school. Still, I make my I'm... bed every day. Not not tightly like I did military military school. You had to do hospital corners. Right. You have bounce a quarter off that bed. It has to be perfectly made bed. Um, but I still make my when I get up after I shower. I at least you know straighten the sheets, pull the cover over the bed. And do you and feel like that's good? Like, do you feel like that's a positive thing? Yeah, I, I agree like with that. You. I like getting home to a made bed. I don't like getting into an unmade bed. Doesn't you know? Even if I know the sheets aren't freshly washed, right? They're you know clean to me but it just has to be made so that's one one thing for sure um do you feel like you're more push-ups do you i do push-ups because of military school and pull-ups how many push-ups do you do uh sets of 50 get out of here yeah so i could do a lot of push-ups you're banging up 50 push-ups right now i could do 50 push-ups in under two minutes i'm trying to think if i could do that i bet you could you look like you're pretty fit 50 push-ups i've never i've ever done a push-up. i'm a push-up machine yeah. Get the fuck pull ups. I could do. I could do fifteen pull ups. No, oh, yeah. hold on one second. No way you could do fifteen. Yeah, push-ups. I don't look like it. I've let myself go, but I could do push ups and pull ups. That is crazy. So that's from military school. Um, I I like military culture. I I think I have more American pride because of military school. That's interesting. I support the troops more than I did. Uh, I have a more a uh, higher love of guns. I'm a gun owner. Have been since then. Love shooting. Yeah, you those kind of turned me a little more hickish. Well, I don't think any of those things are hickish. Maybe a little more midwestern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a little less. Cal- I'm a little less liberal. Yes. Yeah. But you know what's funny is I don't know why it's so crazy. Like I don't know why guns and patriotism s- seem to be linked together. Like what you just yeah. said. Like I'm more American. I'm more. But yeah. like. I don't know why any of those traits have to belong to a certain party. They don't Do you, really. You know what I mean? But, like, but I know a lot of Democrats yeah. who own guns. True. But you know what I mean, though? Like, there's no, in Los Angeles, there's no American pride. There's no America. Yeah, we're yeah, the I number agree. one. I agree. And maybe that's a good thing. I mean, America's definitely not number one in most categories of 
the country. But has 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 have you traveled a lot out of the country? A uh, fair amount. I've been to Europe. I've been to Australia. I've been to Mexico, South America. Yeah. I I think Canada. You, I think you should have like I know it costs money and all that, but traveling to other countries is so good for Americans. Oh yeah, especially the ones who are like. America's the best. You yeah. go, have you been anywhere else? I go, no. Yeah. Okay. Just well. go, yo, this last trip to Australia and New Zealand. It's a better country than America. New for Z- sure. I would Undoubtedly. Mo- I, uh, I'm going to tell you right now. If someone was like, hey, you have to move, give me your top two choices. I'm like, right now, Australia and New Zealand. It's incredible. No brainer. It's cleaner. The people are nicer. They have more money. Uh, the How country is nicer. The, the sidewalks are wider. The in food's, Melbourne. The food's amazing. Like, literally... It's better and seems to be better in almost every way. It it was so and also, dude, New Zealand. Did you guys go? We didn't go to New Zealand. Oh I wish. Oh my god! I, I before so uh, we got there a week early. Theo went to Bali, and I was and I was going to go on a little vacation too. And I yeah. was debating between New Zealand and Bali. I chose Bali, so I went to Bali too. But but you went next with your. Time. Bro- it's good to go with. Somebody. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. I was. I've never gone on a solo trip. I probably should. I've never traveled. By myself. I mean, I have for stand up, but not yeah. like a vacation. And I got a little scared, and I didn't do it. I'll tell you something, man. You know, this trip that I went and I did almost three weeks by myself, and I was really scared as a fucking grown up. I can't believe I'm admitting this, but I, not only I was. It's there, not like a scared like something's gonna happen. You're just, you know, I might get a little lonely. You know, you're by yeah. yourself. Yeah. And there was a lot of things like I'm doing stand up for the really, for the first time, they're coming just to see me. I'm out of the country. It was a little nerve-wracking, man. I was nervous. I didn't know how the crowds were going to react. You know, people laugh at different things in different parts of this country. I'm in an entirely different country. So I was nervous, but I will tell you that trip was one of the best things that ever happened to me. Going I by mean, myself. Yeah, it looked, it looked, I mean, it was awesome for me. Not by myself and looking at you, it looked amazing too. Dude, there was so much, and I know this sounds like fucking whatever, but putting my headphones on, and getting up every morning and just walking around different cities and different countries and stopping in different cafes and just watching was so and being by myself while I was doing it and just taking in other yeah. was so fucking great. So because I didn't have to and I love my wife, but I didn't have to go to a Right. You didn't have to wait on anyone. I didn't have to go do You're what on, she you wanted to do. You do whatever you want to do when yeah. you want to do it. It was, if I want to chill in the hotel room for two hours, I'm doing that. Yeah. If I don't, then I'm not. It, and you know what? I, I ended up going to, and I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to a museum. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go. I went to New Zealand, um, you know, Peter Jackson at the New Zealand. You go to Hobbitland? I went to all that shit. Man. Yeah. It was so fucking great. That's awesome. And just to go and just be like, yeah, man. And I was listening, had my headphones on. Yeah. and. It was amazing, and the food was great, and people brought me weed. I brought you some weed. Yeah, that was awesome. Too much weed. Yeah, I had to leave some of it behind. Yeah, (laughs) they gave me so much weed at the show in Melbourne that I was just like, I... Yeah, you gave me your leftover, and then I had leftovers of your leftovers. (laughs) (laughs) How big was that joint? It was massive. The joint I finished. Did Uh, you finish that? Yeah, the joint I finished, but some of the leftover nugs. I. You know what I liked about the weed over there? It was... The weed here is intense. It gets you fucked up, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's literally they have contests of who could have the most concentrated weed here. Yeah, but the that weed still gets you high, but in a spacier, 
Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I just want to smoke weed. It doesn't need, I don't need to be out of my mind. I don't need to not be able to leave my room. <laughs> Edibles, I don't even do anymore. No? Edibles, I'm scared of. I can't, I've had too many negative experiences. They, they, I think I'm allergic. They mess me up too much. Oh, no, I'm so I, Like, I, I have gotten in a car accident on it. I can't drive for sure. Um, it's just, here's the thing. If I do an car edible. Car accident? Yeah. How bad? Not you, bad. You do two miles an hour? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Pink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I, and, but now I just know if I if I ever do an edible, I try not to do them. But if I do do them, I'm clearing out the next day and a half. Yeah, the day and a half, I have not. I have to have nothing to do, nothing on my mind. I'm gonna start microdosing mushrooms. I've heard that can be cool. I'm a, I get these things called. Cl- I tried that once and then I took too many and it wasn't a microdose. See, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I get these things called cluster headaches, and I heard they're really good for those. Oh. So what's it, a cluster? I get I get migraine headaches. I think what's a cluster headache? Cluster headache is something, it's debilitating, and they come. So it's like a migraine. Like times they used to call them suicide headaches, because okay. they're intense. They make you want to die, dude. They are. And they, how long do they last when you get one? So here's the thing: is that Annie Letterman gets them too. I think I might get these once a year. So they come at yeah. a certain time every year, and or for me, it's every other year. For me, it's usually when I, it's cause from the sun for me like i'll be i'll do like a road trip yeah like an eight hour drive and then i'll get there and my head will just be throbbing so you, maybe it's different they're di- the, yeah. the cluster headaches it's hard to explain man but they say that these things in mushrooms that help them not come on as bad but they're they are like i get them for three weeks three weeks three weeks yeah okay i've never gotten a cluster headache um every other july and they're supposed to come right when i leave for the uk so it's on my calendar. I have some some mushrooms if you want. So do I. Okay, good. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, you can get them. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got, I discovered the dark web earlier this year. How do you get on there? Oh, I can show you. Will you show yeah, me? Yeah, it's fun. Can you get uh, mushrooms from the dark web? You could get, and you can get a child, a human child from Are the dark you, web. Let me ask you a question: Are you ordering drugs online? On the dark web, yeah. But it's how- not it's not the same as online. So it's not you can't go to the dark web through Chrome. Or Safari. Yeah. You have to download a separate program, then know the secret URL, and then go through there and order it. And you have to use cryptocurrency to order it. But you could get, I shouldn't be talking about this on a podcast, but you can get anything you want. You could get any drug, heroin. You could get speed. What Anything you want, you can get guns. How does this work? How is, how is it everybody not arrested? Well, it's pretty hard to keep track. I mean, you got to think there's probably let's say a hundred thousand people using it yeah i don't know the number it could be more than they're, they're running through a vpn the there's tutorials on the internet and there's what? tutorials to explain why how it's why it's so hard to get caught what you can do to prevent yourself from getting caught um you do don't need to you don't even use your web? name uh they do now <laughs> no i mean like can it be traced back to you i'm sure theory like i don't want to say you can't get caught i'm sure people have gotten caught but it's it's very difficult. I think it. They're pro. And my guess is, the law enforcement that I'm sure there's probably an entire law enforcement team dedicated just to the dark web, but they're probably going after the people who are selling stuff on the dark web. Because How? if there's so many people using it, they're not going to go after me who's buying a tab of acid on the dark web. What they're are the going, things that you buy on the dark web? I personally have gotten uh, pure Colombian coca, uh-huh. cocaine. Uh, I think it's funny that you won't do mushrooms, you won't do edibles, but you're doing acid. 
I've done. I don't do a lot of drugs. Right. Uh, period. But I like having them all in my safe. And so does, I have. Does the coca come in the mail? Yeah. Okay. You could pick the address. You could pick the name. It gets shipped to. It comes. So you, I got um, some cocaine, some pure DMT, um, some Molly. How was the Molly? Amazing. Uh, was it really? Oh yeah. And you you could get pure Molly in the rock form and make it yourself, or you could buy pre-made like pills. There's all sorts of methods. You could get DMT spray. They make they have like everything you can imagine. You can get weed. You can get mushrooms. You can get ketamine. You name it. Any drug you want, you can get it. Okay. Outside of drugs, what can you get? Guns. Human trafficking. Um, credit cards. Like stolen credit card Credit stuff. cards? Um, guides on how to grow mushrooms. Just literally anything you could think of illegal, you could basically get it on the dark web. You can sell people on the dark web? Sad. That is... Child porn. Everything. Fucking terrible things. Crazy. Terrible, terrible things. You can get on on the dark web. All right. Well, but it's in categories, so it's not like you have to see that shit. Yeah. So you choose the drugs. But yeah, that's pretty. Okay. Last segment of the show. By the way, if you're listening and not watching, I'm blown away. Like if you're watching, you can see that I am pondering how I'm going to get on the dark web. Oh, it's easy. You, the first when I first discovered, it, I was obsessed with it Did for you weeks. Deep dive. Oh, I took a deep dive. I was ordering too many drugs that I didn't even want. I was just like, it was crazy. Because the crazy thing, it's safer than a drug dealer too. Because a drug dealer, even if they're your friend, even if, if you were my drug dealer, you don't really necessarily know where everything's coming from all the time. You're getting the drugs from a guy and then selling it to me. This, you know. What do you know? You're ordering it from a faceless. So this, they tell you. They have they, Yelp they reviews? Tell, yeah. Great way. They have thousands of reviews. They tell you, they have pictures, detailed pictures. They tell you exactly the source and the specs. So if you got weed, it says this percentage THC, THC was grown at this this locate, this country. It was just all the details. The cocaine is 90% pure. It's whatever. Because here you get cocaine in LA. You don't know what percentage of cocaine is in there. You don't know what it's cut with. This is all, it's like specs and then a thousand reviews. I think it's so funny it that you think people are just telling you the truth online. Well, they can't leave fake. You can't have fake reviews on there, or I don't know how you know you right, figure. Right, right. So, so it's like, yeah, it's not foolproof, but it. I trust it more than I would trust Joe Schmo that here in so Los Angeles. So yeah, of course there's still risks. Yeah, you don't know. You, even they might have done a thousand amazing batches, and then you get the bad one. Who right. knows? But I trust it more than just a random person here in Los Angeles selling drugs for sure. Wow. Okay. So it's uh, we're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah. Um, okay, so this is a call. People call in, they leave voicemails. Uh-huh. Not necessarily to you, Josh Wolf, but to the show, and they're asking for advice. So we're going to okay. give them advice. So this is from Daniel Heaton. Hi, I'm uh, Danielle. Danielle, sorry. Danielle. And I'm just calling in. Um, I have a friend named Katie who I've been friends with since we were in high school. And she always seems to be one of those friends that uh, the world is against them and everything is not her fault. It's, I don't know, everyone else's fault or, you know, she's always in relationships in and out of them. And I guess it's she the relationship I have with her is something very similar to that of 
I would say like a leech because it feels like she's always sucking my energy out. Um, but it's really tough because we've had this, you know, really great friendship in the beginning and there's like moments where it's still really good, but it just feels like overall, every time I talk to her, it's so draining. And the last conversation I had, um, she basically just admitted that she's not very interested in, you know, asking me questions about normal things like, how are you? How's your work? How's your day going? You know, what's your favorite book you're reading? Whatever. She just wants to talk about her issues and have me listen. So I've now become her therapist and it feels like I can't get out of it. And she said things to me, you know, very serious things like, I, you know, I've contemplated, you know, committing suicide and I feel really depressed. And so I feel like I have to listen and support her. But at the same time, like she never asks about me or how I'm doing. She just always assumes the worst as well. And like, she doesn't ask. She just tells me like, oh, I see you're doing this. Like, it must be really hard. You must not be liking it. And it's just, it makes me feel really unsupported. And I feel trapped because I feel like if I you know, end the friendship because that would be what's healthy for me. I feel like she's, I don't know what she's going to do. And I feel just really torn. Like I, I want to help her and be there for her. But at the same time, I feel like she's Daniel. Maybe the reason she doesn't want you to talk is because you won't shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) That was the longest. You just stopped it early too. (laughs) You just repeated the same four things. Listen, here's what I would say. And I really believe this. Friends and people sometimes are just supposed to be in your life for a snapshot. That doesn't mean they're... Think about all the friends that have come in and out of your life before and will come in and out of your life after. Some people serve a purpose for a certain amount of time. And then everybody grows. And so sometimes you grow apart. Sometimes you grow closer together. Some people, one person grows. And sometimes one person doesn't. It sounds like you guys started out in a good spot. And now it's a one-sided relationship. And I don't care what stage of your life you're in. If you're in a one-sided relationship, get the fuck out. Yeah. I was going to say, I I get she's worried about her friend being suicidal. Um, That's not your problem. Yeah, that's not something for you to fix. That's something for her to fix. And you could still, you know, care about someone's well-being, but say, I I can't be in your life anymore. Yeah. And you don't even need to say it. You could kind of just slowly get them out of your life. You want to hang out today? Sorry, I'm busy. I'm yeah. busy today. I would tell you something else. If you really just want her to stop asking you questions, just give her one of the answers that you just left on the voicemail and just keep talking like that <laughs> because then she'll never be able to fucking speak again. Oh, my God. That was the longest. Yeah. Yeah, you could have just ended that. The first three sentences, we understood what you were saying. Yeah, I'm sorry for playing it so long. Okay, we're going to take one more call. <laughs> Uh, after t- after one and a half minutes, I'm like, okay. <laughs> two minutes, I'm like, I can't finish this. I can't. How long did it go? It was two and a half minutes total. We stopped at two. Could you two have, could you have had sex and finished during that entire message? One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Not while it was playing. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. That's even worse than having a dude blow you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is uh, Ian Phillips. Hi, uh, my name is Ian Phillips, and uh, I'm calling in because I'm realizing that uh, I have really bad anger issues, um, and it's not it something that affects like most parts man. of my life. Like my relationship is great uh, with family, with friends, everything's really good. I just have this like unqualified, irrational anger about things sometimes, 
and uh, it comes out at weird times. Like if I'm at work and um, someone who maybe I usually respect says something to me, like a, a manager or a superior says something to me, and I and I just don't think it's right or it's not. Maybe that they say something offhand and it's and I take it the wrong way. So I just get this like real <laughs> deep seated rage, and uh, and the way I deal with it is really childish. So I just I just get really I clam up. I get really quiet. Um, so I just wondered if there are any like, coping strategies or good things to think about. I don't know if it's like meditation or or, or yoga or something, but <laughs> would love some advice. All it doesn't right. sound like an Thank angry you. guy. Sounds scary. See, to me, I got to tell you, as soon as I heard that voice, I thought, he's buried a body. <laughs> Nobody has that calming. Right, he was so calm and charming. No, no, no. This is a Ted Bundy voice. This lures you. That's the voice that lures yeah, you into the van. I wouldn't want to upset that guy. That voice lures you yeah. into the van, and then it turns into He's basically this. asking us, how do I stop killing people? <laughs> yeah. I will fucking eat your face. How do I stop murdering people? Uh uh, you, you, you know, I, there's a couple things. So basically what he's saying is I'm a passive aggressive guy who and when I get mad at you, I don't talk. That's what he said. Yeah. So I can't see how that's good in your relationship. That seems it, it it's seems very unhealthy. Yeah. But he's saying he has a great relationship, which doesn't make sense to me because I can't imagine you're that way in one part of your life and not that way in the other. Right. Right. So if, if that's how you act when a friend upsets you, when a lover upsets you, you're going to do the same thing. You're yeah. Not gonna, you're not going to talk to her about your feelings and yell at her if you don't do that to other people. Yeah. You know, and I'll tell you, I had some issues, some passive aggressive issues in my life. And at one point in time, you know what I would do is so I do. I am a bit of a gym rat. OK. And I go to the gym and every day I go to the gym, I pick somebody in the gym. To you go to the gym earlier today? I did. I, I pick somebody in the gym to hate and I'll, for whatever reason, if whether it's their shorts or their fucking hat or something and it just, and I just get out an hour of bro rage and every now and then I just need to get out more rage. I'll just look at this motherfucker, whether they're dancing in the gym or singing like the person who sings in the gym, I hate you automatically. And it's good for me. I actually have had a guy come up to me at the gym at one point and be like, Hey, do I know you? Because you keep aggressively staring at yeah, me. Yeah, <laughs> and, I, and I was like, what's that? He was like, because you're, you're staring at me in a weird way. And I told him, like, hey, man, don't take offense to this. But I hate you. This, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> you did not. Yeah, what did you say to I him? I said, don't take offense <laughs> to this. But, And I told him the process. Like, I come to the gym, and in order to help me get aggression and get everything out, I pick somebody to, to hate lift to. And today you were just it. And he goes, what? I go, what was it? I go, man, I just, I hate those fucking shorts. He goes, you don't like my shorts? I'm like, I, nothing against you, man. I just needed to pick somebody, and you're the guy. Those shorts are too short to be in the gym, so I just picked Sounds you. like he was very cool about it. He was laughing. If I walked up to a guy and I was like, hey, why do you keep staring at me? And he goes, I do this thing. I pick someone I hate when I get here. I'd be like, for sure, man, and I'd walk away. He thought it was really funny. Yeah. He was like, that's the most bizarre i go i've been lifting i've been working out by myself for so long that i had to find a way to get motivation and then it just started to be every now and then i would need motivation so i'd look at somebody and pretend like i hated them and then now i just walk into the gym pick somebody i hate and i go that's it and then so when you pick someone you hate do you follow around like where they go in the gym so you could exercise near them or do you pick different people when you exercise in a different part of the gym so if they leave (laughs) or i'm in a different part of the gym i will either be 
make be mad like that with that mother he couldn't even be around like i i would i i make up more reasons to hate him or i just find somebody else, <laughs> find somebody else. yeah it'd be funnier if you followed them around the gym Hilarious. and you did your workout according to i just worked out i worked in, in on whatever machine they were working yeah, it on yeah. and just stared at it when i did it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a psychopath you're actually you and ian have a lot in common you and this last caller well it's the but but i'm not I'm not as pa- I'm not passive aggressive right. anymore. Like if I don't like something, I will tell you in my own like in a nice way. But I'll tell you like that. Like last night on the show, Control Chaos, mm-hmm. I had to tell somebody during the show, "You mm-hmm. are gonna have to shut the fuck up." Are you allowed to say who? Yeah, it was it was a- 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 it, because it shows up. Yeah. But I had to tell Annie Letterman twice. Hey, you're talking too much. You have to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> she just took control a little bit too much. Well, no, right. you know. What was it? All the mics are open. Right. So I don't have the, uh, we don't have somebody switching audio or turn the mics off. Uh-huh. So when you talk over somebody and I, and I try to release it as a podcast. Yeah, it ruins the podcast. It ruins the podcast. So live, it's one Oh, thing. so she was having like side conversations, you're saying? Yeah, but also- she could not wait to get jokes in. She's super funny, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Annie Letterman, one of my favorite people. I'll always have her. I'll always have her on anything I do. But she was so excited to get. She was some, hyped up this night. So excited to get jokes in. She kept throwing in, and her. I was mad for two reasons. One, you're stepping on somebody else. But two, your jokes are so good. Let's hear them. But I can't hear them if three people are talking. Right. So I had to tell her to the show. timing wasn't there. And she was on with Thomas Dale and they're good friends. So they had a lot of great chemistry, but it was just too much. Yeah. So I don't have a problem now, but I still pick out people to hate. I don't have a problem now. Right. And by the way, this is not a knock on Annie. One of, no. one yeah, of the yeah. things that makes her no, great is that she's that got great she jokes. She was really funny and she yeah. tonight was maybe a little too funny. Yeah. She yeah. just got great jokes that she yeah. kept wanting to throw in yeah. there. You're going to come on the show? Yeah. Anytime. That's great. Um, thanks for doing this podcast, dude. It was a lot of fun. Check out Josh's podcast, Controlled Chaos, yeah, on we, all things comedy. Right? We do, and we do it live. We do it live on my Facebook fan page every Tuesday night at seven o'clock uh, Pacific time. And I also do a podcast with Freddie Prince Jr. called The Prince and the Wolf. That's right, The Prince and the Wolf, and that's on iTunes. And one of my favorite things to do is every Monday night I do something called the High Live, where I sit in my backyard and for an hour straight I smoke weed, and <laughs> I get higher than. Than God, it's it's a weird science experiment every week. <laughs> of how high you can get? Because <laughs> I start completely sober, and I make sure you know how good the weed is now. Mm-hmm. I take an edible at the beginning, and I smoke two whole joints, and uh, and I don't smoke at all. I only smoke on Monday nights. I usually am an edible guy, but I want to get super high on Mondays with the fans, and it's me. It's completely interactive. It's really bizarre it's a i like silly <laughs> you fun. almost have three podcasts it, this last one isn't quite a podcast but it's you getting high for it's an me getting high content. for an hour talking to you doing silly shit i have weird guests on you want to know the part of your controlled chaos that scares the shit out of me Which the part? only part that i got the super singing? uncomfortable yeah i do that on purpose because i know people hate it i mean I, it's not that i hate it i hate it for me but that's what I mean. Yeah. I know that it makes people uncomfortable, but it yeah. also, at the end of the Control Chaos, Avery Pearson is is my co-host and he's on the keyboard. At the end of Control Chaos, we improvise a song of what happened or what you learned on the show. And everybody sings two or three lines and it goes around in a circle. 
and it's always funny all because i have funny people on the show yeah, yeah. so it's always funny but sometimes what's funny is how uncomfortable people are oh my god i was so uncomfortable i was like oh i don't want to do this but you did it dude. yeah i did it that, had that, to. everyone it, else is doing you have right, to do it but that's you want to be favorite. the guy who goes next yeah <laughs> some people have rapped some people have spoken some people have just made noises but as long as they're involved i'm in man and that showed me that Control Chaos is really just about having funny people get together and have fun. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. That's what it is. Just an hour of fun. An hour yeah. of straight fun yeah. and ridiculous. And yeah, man, I really enjoy doing it. But I can't wait to have you back on. Definitely. Thanks for coming on Unlicensed Therapy. We'll see you guys next week.